The ending of the biblical book of Ruth is the link between ancient Israel and God's church, between God's promises of race and grace, and between David and Jesus Christ. This important book has confused many, but you can understand Ruth and God's master plan. Find out how next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. As the world's problems grow exponentially, well, God's great good news master plan is soaring even more and even faster than the problems in the world. God wants us to see what's really happening and to understand His plan and the really great news you'll find in the book of Ruth. The book of Ruth is just the, the epitome of good news. It is right at the very heart of the vision that God wants all of us to see. And yet, most people in this world do not see it and seemingly don't want to see it. But they should, because this is the last end and the last hour, and it's, uh, this book is specifically for that time. This Old Testament book that's hardly even known anything about, in, in, even in many uh, religious lives. If you uh, will look at this closely, you'll see that uh, Boaz and Ruth are married, and they are a type of Jesus Christ and the church getting married, and it all happened on Pentecost, uh, in that Pentecost period. But the ending is strange to people in, the, uh, in, the, in this world who are really uh, the religious scholars. All of the Bible commentaries will tell you that uh, the uh, ending in the book of Ruth is a mystery. It's a mystery, and yet it's at the very heart of what God wants us to understand. And I'll show you that this mysterious ending is... Uh, actually something that ought to really turn our lives around, be an unparalleled change for the good. And I mean, I'm not, this is not some fantasy. It really is the truth of God, and it really works if we apply what God says. The, if, you, if you think about uh, this book and, and how it is specifically for this last end, this last era of God's own church, and it hasn't been understood until this very time. Why is it that people find it a mystery? I mean, of course, if you don't understand the ending, you don't understand the beginning of the house of David, physically and spiritually, uh, when, it, when it begins with David. So it's uh, an enormous uh, understanding that we all need to have. Let me read to you Ruth 4 and verse 13. Here is the ending, these uh, few verses. So Boaz took Ruth, and she was his wife. And when he went in unto her, the Eternal gave her conception, and she bare a son. Ruth 4 and verse 13, and then uh, verse 17, who was that son? They called his name Obed, O-B-E-D. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David, verse 17. So he was the grandfather of King David, that new baby that was just born to Boaz and Ruth. 
And then verse 21 and 22, And uh, Salmon begat Boaz, and Boaz begat Obed, and Obed begat Jesse, and Jesse begat David. So that's verses 21 and 22. So Ruth's marriage was actually establishing the beginning of the physical house of David. And that, of course, on that throne of David, the house, all of the kings had to come from the house of David or be descendants of David before they were able to sit on that throne. Now, this is a glorious vision, but what, where the uh, commentaries find it a very great mystery, they think, well, why doesn't it end with, with uh, our marriage to Jesus Christ? Why doesn't it end there? But actually, it's, it zeroes in or begins on the explaining of the lineage down to David, from that time of their marriage on down to David. And that just absolutely mystifies the scholars, the biblical scholars of this world. And yet, it is something that is absolutely essential to our understanding if we're going to have vision into the wonderful world tomorrow. So you have to get the right context, and it's sort of like uh, the beginning of a movie. You have to understand the beginning of the movie, or you don't understand the, mov the movie, you get confused. And that's what people don't understand here. You need to go back to the beginning to really understand the house of David and what it's all about and what that marriage was all about. Of course, the end result of it is our marriage or the, the church's marriage to Jesus Christ when He returns to this earth, and they're going to share the throne of David with Him forever. That is uh, an, the greatest reward the Bible has for anybody. Those first fruits are those people called out and doing God's work before Jesus Christ returns. The only way we're going to see all of the, this in a big picture is to go back to look at the key of the house of David, because this is about the house of David. And if you cannot unlock that, if you don't have that key, you can't unlock that meaning which gives you the big, epic overview. That's what we need to see. It's about David's throne and the rulers that are going to sit on that throne, one after another after another, right down to the second coming of Jesus Christ, who is also a son of David, from the house of David. And he's going to rule on that throne. His father gave him that throne. Luke 1, verses 30 through 33. He gave it to him to then uh, go out and build the family of God, Father, Son, and bring many sons unto glory." Now that is real. That is in your Bible. And yet, how many people understand that? We need to know uh, the, the, really the physical beginning, even, of the house of David. And that's what you'll find here in this ending of the book of Ruth. We've got to get this beginning right. Or we can't, we get confused down the road in this movie, if I can term it that way. Notice Isaiah 22 and verse 20 and 21. It reads, And it shall come to pass in that day, in that day always refers to this end time, 
that I will call my servant Eliakim. Now, this is a type of someone on this earth today. This is an end-time prophecy, and it's an end-time Eliakim. And notice what God is going to do with him. The son, he's the son of Hilkiah, and I will clothe him with your robe, that's Shebna's back in uh, verse 15, uh, and strengthen him with your girdle, and I will commit your government into his hand, and he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. So in that day, you'll see that again in verse 25, it always refers to the end time, the very end time. And notice verse 22 now, And the key of the house of David, here, here is the key to the house of David. Ruth is talking about the house of David. But you have to have a key to unlock that. Where is the key? And where is the Eliakim that will unlock it? Because it's being done by Christ through a man. It's all Christ's doing. And the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder. So he, this man, shall open, and none shall shut, and he shall shut, and none shall open. Verse 22. So it's about the house of David. Here uh, God says that uh, He's going to uh, open doors for that man. He's going to open doors for that message. God wants the world to see this message and see the warning and avoid the catastrophe that is coming upon the world if we don't change our ways. You can see it coming if you just honestly look at what's happening in this world. You can see it. Verse 23, And I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place, and he, Eliakim, shall be for a glorious throne to his father's house. See, father, son, family. It's a glorious throne. Well, whose throne is that? Well, it's the th new throne of David. We have a booklet we'll, where we'll prove that to you. The new throne of David is the title of it. So please write or request your uh, free copy. In that day is when this, this is all happening, and there's a a specific time and a specific man that has to be found, and a specific key that has to be there to unlock this, this mind-shattering truth. It is that great, because it is the greatest vision in the Bible. And you can prove that and we have been proving it for years. This is the key of the house of David, and it unlocks the book of Ruth. It unlocks it. You have to have this key, or you don't understand the book of Ruth. And I'm telling you, it is a spectacular vision, and it, it will fill you with hope in a hopeless world. It, this is the only hope, God tells us, in a number of prophecies. There is no other hope except God. You know, it's all about Pentecost, which pictures the church's marriage to Jesus Christ, and that's what Boaz and Ruth were picturing as well. The Holy Spirit was also given on Pentecost, but here we have this marriage picturing Christ and the church, and Boaz was a type of Christ and Ruth a type of the church. So that's, I think many people understand that. 
But do they get back to the beginning of the, mo the movie and see that Ruth was the great-grandmother of King David? Now, that is critical to understand the, the physical lineage of the beginning of David, because this all revolves around God and David. God uses David to help us see this vision and understand it. So, uh, we have to get back to the origins of the physical lineage of David. That is critical. And there is a man in this end time that has to be speaking that message and declaring this message to the world. We have to understand, well, what, what is the house of David all about? The king or queen has to be a descendant of David, or they can't sit on that throne. That's what God tells us in many prophecies. So Boaz and Ruth are uh, there, of course, uh, before that second coming, and are explaining that to us and how it's all going to end. They show us a picture of that marriage of Jesus Christ, and that's why the commentaries get so confused. We need to provide Christ a helpmeet, and then He'll share His throne of David with us. That is an unparalleled reward He offers to those who will do God's work today in this end time and throughout the ages of the past. Ruth 1 and verse 1 reads this way, Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled. So this was the time of the judges. The judges uh, is a book of the former prophets. So this, this all is uh, about former prophecy from the former prophets, the earlier prophets. And that uh, Ruth is right in this category, because she was right there in the time of those former prophets. If you look at this closely, and we'll show you with the booklets and books we'll send you, that uh, the prophet Samuel, almost every authority, says he wrote this book. Well, Samuel was a prophet, and it, it's all about prophecy. and and specifically for this very end time that we're living in today. And the emphasis is on the house of David. The starting point of David's lineage right here is what it's talking about. If you know and understand about the promise that God made to Abraham about race and grace, it's about the descendants of Abraham, the race, that race, but it's also about grace, which is going to bring salvation to all mankind who has ever lived, if they want it. He, that's, that's the great gospel that God is showing us and teaching us. So uh, what we need to do is focus in on the lineage down to David, and then really get the beginning of this, and then it all begins to unfold and just opens up, and then you have the explosion right at the end time, which is right on the heels of all the trouble you see around you. Jesus Christ is going to return and stop this world from destroying every human being on this earth. Matthew 24, verses 21 and 22. That should be seen by anybody, if they're willing and and humble enough to see it, and wise enough as well. 
But we have to get the key. We have to understand it. Now, let me show you something as quickly as I can here about uh, Ruth 4 and verse 10 talks about uh, Boaz purchasing Ruth. And we have been purchased. We have been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. Think of the, the price that was paid to forgive our sins and cover our sins and pay for our sins. And then it goes on. It talks about the, uh, this highest price that ever could possibly be paid for our sins. I mean, the highest price there is. God had to pay the price for our sins, the death of God for our sins. And He is sinless. He is perfect, both the Father and the Son. But what a wonderful, wonderful truth it is. Now notice a key part of all of this. Verse 11 of Ruth 4, And all the people that were in the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. The Eternal make the woman that is come into your house like Rachel and Leah, which too did build the house of Israel. Now they built the house of Israel looking at it physically. If you look, first of all, at Rachel, she bore Joseph. And Joseph uh, had uh, two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. That's Britain and America today, the modern names for them. And he sort of adopted them as his special grandsons. They were treated like no other grandsons. And then uh, if you look at uh, today, well, okay, that, that's America and Britain. And where do you find uh, the birthright nations today, America and Britain? God gave us all this wealth and all this power. First, the great British Empire. They were and are one of the birthright nations, but they've just about lost everything they had in the empire. And now you have America, who has been the greatest single nation in this world. And uh, look how they have built up this world and built up uh, and had, well, actually uh, been a place where God's work is headquartered because of the money and the, the, the uh, wherewithal to proclaim this message to the world. It's that important. Then Leah, well, she gave birth to Judah. Well, now, what does Judah have to do with all this? Well, the scepter was given to Judah, and, and it will never depart from Judah. Genesis 49 and verse 10. Jacob went on to say that, Let my name be named upon those two nations, the real people of Israel or America and Britain. The, the uh, Jewish nation is a part of Israel, but they are biblically called Judah. That's Jew is just short for Judah. And yet many people don't understand that. Well, if you look at uh, the mother of Judah, you, uh, you see a lot about what, well, what's happening in, in Judah with the Jews who will have that scepter promise. That's the promise to David that a king would always be there to sit on his throne on this earth today. And it's, it, it's happened. And it's been changed over the years. It was in the British Empire. But now it's in America, and there is a new throne of David, and we have a booklet that will prove that to you. Today, the, the throne of David is in God's own church. We need to uh, 
really understand all of this because it's God's master plan. And David's throne is going to continue forever, tells you that many places in the Bible. Well, well, we can certainly prove all that to you, and all of our literature is free. But here we have uh, spiritual Israel today. It's, it's, it's not about physical Israel, it's about spiritual Israel. So, well, how are we going to build up spiritual Israel? Well, God sent Levi. We'll, we'll, we'll see here. Leah gave birth to Levi. Well, who is Levi? You read Malachi 2, verses 4 through 7, and it talks about the, the Levi, who, who was the father of the Levites. But there is a spiritual Levi in this end time who gave birth to the spiritual Levites and the ministry to go out and proclaim this message about the birthright nations and the scepter nation and that Certainly, that throne of David that extends right on down to the second coming of Christ, and we are within a decade of seeing that throne on this earth, and I believe I can prove that to you. But you have to prove it for yourself. I'm telling you, Jesus Christ is about to return to this earth. He has to, or there would be no flesh saved alive, according to Matthew 24 and verse 21 and 22. Well, that's what we need to understand. You have to have an educated ministry to teach this message and get this message out to the world. And you need colleges to do that and get support people to help get this message out to the world. And it is reaching a large part of the world. If you'll check our TV log, you'll see that. And the radio log goes around the world as well. So we are reaching this world. You noticed that there was a, a blast in Lebanon recently, and it's on the very front page of the, the Next Trumpet magazine. You need to read that, and you need to really get have a subscription to this free magazine because I said many years ago that Lebanon was uh, recently was like the jewel of the Middle East, and now everything is exploding over there, and you've seen that in the news. And if you look at, uh, I'll just paraphrase this, but in uh, Habakkuk uh, 2, verses 17, first of all, and then verse 14, but it says, The violence of Lebanon shall cover you. It's going to cover the entire world, really. It's going to cover Israel. It's going to cover this world if we don't realize what is happening to our people on this earth. It's going to become, this jewel is going to become just a, a, a vast wasteland if we don't heed God's warning. That's what He's telling us. But notice about, see, this prophecy was made like 2,500 years ago. You know God would have to uh, prophesy that, but verse 14 says, For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Eternal, as the waters cover the sea. This earth is about to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. Right after, it looks like Lebanon. This is a warning from God. I'm telling you, it's there in your Bible. It doesn't come from me. I can't tell you anything about the future, but God can tell you everything through a man if He chooses to use him. 
And He has choos chosen to use two men to get this message out in this end time with the uh, certainly, well, actually two different support groups that want to get this message out to the world. You see, we don't want to let this terrible catastrophe happen to the world that is now happening to Lebanon. It's a type of everything that's about to happen to this earth. And Jesus Christ says, Okay, I'll let you go if you don't hear this warning, but right at the end of this I'll return and I'll stop all of this, and we will have that wonderful peace and this earth just filled with the knowledge of God as the ocean water covers the seas. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. The ending of the biblical book of Ruth is the link between ancient Israel and God's church, between God's promises of race and grace, and between David and Jesus Christ. This important book has confused many, but you can understand Ruth and God's master plan. Find out how. The book of Ruth is possibly the greatest love story in history. It describes a committed marriage relationship with inspiring spiritual parallels. The prophet Samuel recorded this story to reveal the true origin of King David's everlasting royal line, which has everything to do with your eternal life. Request Gerald Flurry's free booklet, Ruth, Becoming the Bride of Christ, to discover that Ruth is an end-time warning. The ultimate fulfillment of the prophetic marriage between Boaz and Ruth will be stunningly visible to all mankind very soon. This spectacular vision will give you hope in a hopeless world. Also request Gerald Fleury's free book, The New Throne of David, to prove that your Savior will soon rule the universe from David's throne. This fact means you need to be absolutely sure where the throne is today. The people who preserve David's throne now will receive the greatest future reward. The truth about David's throne illustrates how God works in mysterious and miraculous ways. You will also receive Gerald Fleury's free booklet, The Book of Chronicles. The Biblical Book of Chronicles presents a positive view of the history of David's throne. You'll benefit from focusing on Jerusalem and on God's plan for repairing the universe. All of this is connected to David's throne, and you can only find the key to understanding this truth in one place. Only one work today offers God's perspective on David's throne and on current events. Request a free subscription to the Philadelphia Trumpet News Magazine to grasp how critical world events are fulfilling Bible prophecy faster than ever. The latest issue features a story on the deadly explosion in Lebanon, perhaps a relatively insignificant event in the minds of many, but actually a crucial step towards a second coming of Jesus Christ. Become a regular Trumpet subscriber today. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request Gerald Fleury's writings on Ruth, The New Throne of David, and Chronicles. Also request a free subscription to the Philadelphia Trumpet News Magazine. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. 
Request Gerald Fleury's writings on Ruth, The New Throne of David, and Chronicles. Also request a free subscription to the Philadelphia Trumpet News Magazine. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. The preceding program was a paid presentation of The Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.